You're listening to Advancing Our Church. Welcome to Advancing Our Church, a Changing Our World podcast about Catholic stewardship, leadership, and advancement. And I'm your host, Jim Friend. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for downloading our podcast today. We have a terrific interview for you with Monsignor Jim Vlon, who is the president of the Catholic Faith Network. Now, if you're not familiar, the Catholic Faith Network is a non-for-profit, state-of-the-art television production facility located in the Diocese of Rockville Center with a global reach. But before we go there, we have some great programming planned for 2020. And in fact, this week, Tuesday, January the 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern, Mr. Nick Regina and Mrs. Jennifer Trefelner will join me on a webinar to discuss ways to leverage Catholic Schools Week to benefit your marketing, enrollment, and philanthropy efforts. Now to register, just go to our homepage at advancingourchurch.com, click on the link, and that'll take you over to the Changing Our World site where you can register for that webinar. Now, these webinars are always great when you get involved. So I hope if you come, you'll type in some questions, you'll share your own experiences, and I know that our panelists love that kind of interaction. So I hope you'll join us. So as we think about how we're working differently in 2020, it's important for us to consider first the people that we work with. How are we mentoring our teammates? How are we bringing people along through the process of training and mentoring in our ministry? I hope you all had some time to reflect on your mission and ministry over the holiday. This past weekend, we celebrated the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, and Jesus comes to John and he asks to be baptized by him. And John, of course, says, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you're coming to me? Jesus did this for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which was to be a model for us to enter into a community of faith through our baptism. Jesus is always being that role model for us. And if you're working in ministry, you are a leader. And I think not only of those who lead a staff, but anyone who works with volunteers or has chosen to work to advance the mission of our church, even as role models for our own families. We're called to model what we hear on Sunday. And I think one of the most profound things you can do as a leader, even as a parent, is to admit when you're wrong and when you've made a mistake. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. And it's in that humanity and brokenness that we all have that we find the person of Jesus, and we're standing with him and John at the Jordan River, knocking on the door to be part of this community of faith. So remember that we all have a part to play as a leader. Maybe it's time to revisit the opportunities for growth in your organization, or maybe it's time for a team-building experience or a Lenten day of reflection. That's right, Lent starts next month. Whatever you do, remember that role modeling is so critical to the role of leadership. Now, let's get to work. Today we visit Monsignor Jim Blon, the president of the Catholic Faith Network in the Diocese of Rockville Center. The Catholic Faith Network was founded in 1969 with a mission to proclaim the teachings of our Lord to the Catholic community and beyond using all forms of media. Today they reach Catholics not only on Long Island, but literally all over the world. I'll leave a link to their website on our show notes. Monsignor Vlan is also the host of several shows on the station. For many years now, he has hosted the very popular show Religion and Rock, a nationally syndicated radio show which you can also download on iTunes. He is also the author of Life, Love, and Laughter, The Spirituality of Consciousness, Examine, and Feasts of Life, Recipes from Nana's Wooden Spoon. And so, without further ado, here is Monsignor Jim Vlan. 
So, uh, Monsignor, probably the most important question I can ask you is, how are the Jets doing this season? <laughs> Better than I'm gone. I'll tell you that much. I retired <laughs> from the Jets. Uh, Did you? Yeah, I retired from the Jets last season. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it was a long ride. I have to tell you the truth. When they were here on Long Island, it wasn't so bad because mm-hmm. they were literally across the street from this building really? at Hofstra University. Mm-hmm. But then the Jersey trip became a very long trip, and I did it for uh, 17 years Okay. every week. Yeah. And uh, I tell you the truth, I, I had a great time with them. I love so many of those guys. I baptized a bunch. and. Mm-hmm. Married a bunch and uh, mm-hmm. baptized their kids and had a great relationship. But, uh, you know, it was time for somebody else to get in there and somebody from Jersey. Mm-hmm. I went to the Cardinal in New Jersey and asked him if he would maybe find a, a, a priest to come and to do it. And that's what yeah. they did. They found a priest from down there. Oh, that's great. So how many years did you do it? 20 years. Wow. Yeah, 20. And you got to know the guys pretty well? Yeah, 20 years of losing. <laughs> I learned a lot about that. That's for sure. And I saw that uh, not too long ago, you got to meet Pope Francis. You had a personal audience with him. We had a great opportunity uh, a year ago, April. Um, so my counterpart in Rome mm-hmm. is, uh, is a good friend, and I, I speak to him all the time. And what happened was he actually became the head of what they called the the dicastery, which is the group that manages all communications for the Vatican. Mm -hmm. And he was just the temporary head for four months. Wow. But it happened to be the one month I was going to be there. Mm -hmm. I was speaking at a Vatican conference, and he said to me, Monsignor, ask for anything you want, grant it all, make sure you're aggressive. So we asked for all these things, Sistine Chapel alone at night, um, St. Peter's Basilica for two hours, closed, just so we could have our cameras in there and, and do all kinds of, you know, film work. And then at the very end of this long list, the Vatican Gardens, all of this stuff, I had uh, 15 minutes with the Holy Father and a camera, mm-hmm. and it was granted. Wow. So it was incredible. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. That's tremendous. Yeah. And, and what was he like one-on-one? Well, I'll tell you the truth. We went to the Santa Marta, where he lives in that hotel, you know, mm-hmm. for priests and nuns. And so we were in the lobby, and my buddy met us there, the, the, my contemporary over there. And all of a sudden, the elevator doors opened, and out came the Pope. And, I mean, no security, no nothing, no oh. fanfare. And he came out, he goes, buongiorno, buongiorno. He goes over to speak to the ladies behind the, the desk, the, literally the guest desk. And then he had been briefed about my visit uh, by going to our website. So he looked at me and started laughing. He goes, Jim, it's so good to see you. You cook, you cook. So one of the shows that we do here at the Catholic Faith Network is a cooking show that I host. Yes, I've seen And it. he had seen that, and that was kind of the, uh, the introduction. So very human, very kind, and, yeah. uh, and just very normal, you know, just a, a beautiful conversation. I love the way that you combine cooking with the spirituality and all. Tell, tell me, how did you get that started or how did that come together? Interesting thing. Um, so when I came to this network uh, years ago, we were just in Nassau and Suffolk County on mm-hmm. Long Island. And we had a show called The God Squad, which was Monsignor Tom Hartman and Rabbi Mark Gelman. And it got a lot of traction. It was known all over the country. So my staff and also my board of directors said to me, what are you going to bring to the table? What's unique? Mm-hmm. So I was like, not much. You know, <laughs> I don't have much to offer. And I don't have a rabbi friend. I said, but uh, I don't know. So I was thinking and thinking. And I said, you know something? I grew up in an Italian home. And Sundays were so important to us for a couple of reasons. One is we went to church. Number two is family came together. And we had this meal that went from like 2 in the afternoon to 6 or 6.30 um, every week. And it was so important to us, you know. So I was thinking, like, how could we do something maybe where we talk about the importance of the meal and what's in the center of every church but a table? Sure. So that meal, the holy meal that we have on Sunday together in church, linking to our meal in our house. So we did like three or four of these shows just to test them. Turns out, like, people loved it. Who the heck would have thought that? That led to us developing, we're in our 15th season now. To be honest with you, we're so highly sponsored by national sponsors who jump on the bandwagon on this show. 
that it pays for so much of else of what else what we do around here. Oh, so it's a great, great. gift. It's a yeah. wonderful gift to us. It's called real food, mm-hmm. and it's taken from John's Gospel, which Jesus says, "My body is real flu- food. Mm-hmm. My flesh is real food. My blood is real blood." And I think there's something beautiful about that—the nourishment that Christ gives us, you know, in church, but also around our tables at home, mm-hmm. and how important that is. Yeah. And I see that you're also uh, what a great gift the USCC offers us by having video homilies now. I guess on the website, I've seen you're yeah. doing some of those as well. I've been doing those forever. I can't believe yeah. they haven't retired me. <laughs> but I, that's probably like—I think that's about nine years. I'm the Monday man. You're the Monday so man. So if you okay. go to usccb.org and you hit video reflections, yeah, Mondays is my uh, my time up. I can't tell you, uh, Jim, the amount of people who have written to me from around the world. Mm. That's an incredible reality to me. I can't believe how many people are, uh, are watching those, you know? Now and then I get, it's a kind of a cool thing, I get invited to speak via Skype to a classroom somewhere because they, they, a lot of Catholic schools begin their day with this video reflection, which is kind of a cool thing, that you know? That is cool, and, yeah. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So the kids love to talk and meet the people who do these, you know? So anyway, mm-hmm. I was calling into some place in Kentucky mm-hmm. and I uh, get hooked up into the classroom and the kids are hysterical laughing because of my accent. <laughs> so I said to them... Uh, you know, it's funny because I think you kids have very weird accents. I said, you all talk like hillbillies, you know. So then they were actually asking me to say their names oh, so that it. they could hear it yeah. in a New York accent. <laughs> in a New York accent. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. I, we're sitting here in your boardroom and I'm just seeing all these. You're on Android and Apple TV and uh, Fire, Amazon Fire. That's, is that a relatively new development, getting on all these streaming services? Yeah, well, you know, I have a very, very powerful board of directors. Yeah. They're awesome. Uh, the president of CBS, Peter Dunn. Number two mm-hmm. at SiriusXM, mm-hmm. Patrick Donnelly. Uh, media, media leaders throughout the country. Yeah. One of the things they're saying is, uh, listen, cable is dying. Right. People are cutting the cord, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so true. And I, I know a lot of, of, of young folks who are marrying today, they're not even getting cable in their homes. Mm-hmm. Not even bothering. Right. So how are we going to reach out to them? What are we going to do? So, you know, the techies here and, and some great visionary people who work at, at the, the network mm-hmm. uh, were saying, yeah, we got to get on all this OTT stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what led us to, you know, Apple TV and... Uh, and all the different platforms we're on now, and in addition to like PlayStation, which I can, I'm thinking to myself, right. are we on in between like MLB baseball or something? How does this work? <laughs> like the kids are playing and we're on in the background. So yeah, yeah. they tell me all of these things are super popular. Mm-hmm. We also have this app now, and it's just CFN. If you go to the app store, it's free. Mm-hmm. And everything we have is on demand, and you can watch streaming also, yeah. and then also my radio shows there too. So we have like a lot of, lot of stuff. I can't believe it gets all like compacted into these things mm-hmm. and they're so available to folks, you know? And and making it even more accessible now, I'm sure, than even 10 years ago, right? Because because of all these different mediums. Absolutely. So your audience must be growing exponentially because it's, of it. It's been crazy, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we have an interesting like business problem for the business folks out there. Like mm-hmm. our issue is that like the company has grown and exploded mm-hmm. and it had, like nothing else has really caught up to it yet. So we're like working on the finances connect, connecting and, and catching up. We're working on even contacting and recording all of the people who are watching and listening all over the country. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting situation for us because relatively small staff here. I mean, we're like a staff of 50 people. Mm-hmm. So it's 50 people running this network that's on all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to see. We could probably, you know, use to double that <laughs> and even that because everybody does all kinds of different things. I don't even want to tell you what I was doing at the early part of the day today. I was one of the first ones here and there was a little flood in the bathroom. I had a mop in my hand. I was mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. This is all part of the, the ministry that's part of this work. You know? Sure, yeah. And then we have also other facilities. We have a facility in uh, Manhattan. We have four facilities in Manhattan mm-hmm. that we use. And then we just began in Cleveland. Uh, we have a small facility in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Right now, just two people uh, mm-hmm. working over there. So, you know, we'll, we'll 
branch out and grow as time goes on. But we have other other deals happening all over the place where dioceses are asking us, hey, we want to get your signal. Well, mm-hmm. you, well all you got to go is on TV mm-hmm. or you know any of these OTT platforms were there. But we want you to play our cathedral mass. We want you to have our bishop as you know, a host of his own show. So that's what we're doing now. We're breaking it out. And a bunch of bishops have their own shows that may may show on our network, may not show on our network, depending on what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. If they're talking about the, the CYO basketball team in the neighborhood parish, right. well, that might not air on our network. But if he's talking, a bishop is talking about the Sunday scriptures, boy, mm-hmm. that would be great for us. So it all works, you know. I've heard you talk about your own kind of a vocation story. Can you t- share that with us? Uh, you, you had said that when you became a priest or you were willing to give up some of the things that you love, but then you found as you kind of grew in your ministry that God called these gifts forward. Yeah, just the opposite of what I thought, right? Yeah. I always tell people, when I get asked to speak about my vocation, I always say, well, get ready for the most boring story on earth. Because like the, the road to the priesthood yeah. was incredibly ordinary for me. You know, um, I felt a, a call early on that I really did want to do something to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about faith in my life that wouldn't go away as much as I tried as a teenager <laughs> in the 70s. Um, but then what happened, I think, is once I became a priest, um, it all kind of opened up. And, and I realized the, the immensity of God's call in my life and what that meant for me because again my loves were music i was in a rock band you know Mm -hmm. like how could i ever bring that in to the priesthood that's never going to happen right my love of family my love of cooking my love of being together and sharing a meal and how that's like my favorite thing to do with friends really Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to go see a movie a movie in a sense is an alone thing you know you really can't you know connect but a meal that's my favorite thing because it connect with people you know and i Mm -hmm. love that kind of experience so I thought a lot of that would kind of change. You know, I thought a lot of that would, would have to change. And I would be willing to sacrifice it for the priesthood, of course, right? So I'd be willing, you know. And, and it turned out, like, I guess I was in a parish um, three years. But one year in, the bishop called me in. I thought I was in trouble. And uh, it was on, I remember it was on New Year's Eve. And he said, I'm going to send you back to school to study communications, Jim. He goes, I really think you should um, pursue that. And uh, one year in also, Monsignor um, Tom Hartman, um, who was uh, my predecessor here, was doing a radio show. He said, I met a rabbi, and we're going to be doing a show together, a TV show. And I have a, a radio show I'd like you to try. Mm-hmm. It's called Religion and Rock. I've been listening to him my whole life. I know exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> I played dumb. And uh, it's 10 rock songs, uh, album-oriented rock, uh, classic rock, uh, around a theme. I do a little speaking in between. And, uh, and then every six or eight weeks, for years and years and years, we interviewed uh, a different artist and, and spotlighted an artist in their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all started you know, in the very, very early years of my priesthood. I've been doing that radio show now 31 years. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, what's great about that is um, that's like my old pair of jeans. You know? mm, yeah. I put that on. It's totally <laughs> comfortable in that world. You know? yeah. Radio is so much easier than TV. <laughs> you know, yeah. so much easier. Yeah. I, I heard you, you mentioned movies. Um, I heard that you don't normally recommend movies, but you were recommending the new Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, that, it's a and funny that, thing. That yeah. you actually, actually met Fred Rogers. Yeah, I had a relationship with Fred. I, I love him so much. Interesting thing, if I, if I just could go back for a second yeah. and push forward. Mm-hmm. As a little guy, um, my sister was dying of leukemia, my younger sister. Oh. So my mom was in the hospital all day with my sister, and my dad was there all night. So a lot of my surrogacy growing up was mm. with the television. Mm-hmm. Two people meant an awful lot to me, mm-hmm. Captain Kangaroo mm-hmm. and Mr. Rogers. Now, Captain Kangaroo was like the morning guy for me, you know, and Mr. Rogers was my night sure. friend, my afternoon friend. Yeah. 
Captain Kangaroo, fast forward, I got to know him toward the end of his life, wound up celebrating his funeral and, mm. uh, and, uh, and going to the cemetery with his family, uh, speaking to his son about him and, and keeping in touch. And in my office, I have bound um, all of the, uh, all of the um, scripts to the Captain Kangaroo show. They gave wow. me as a gift. Absolutely beautiful. That's beautiful. So Fred Rogers, I was speaking at a, um, a symposium for youth ministry. Was a younger guy, and Fred was the main speaker. I was doing a workshop. He was in the speaker's lounge, and uh, it was just he and I. And we spent time together in there. He invited me over to his table, and uh, I was thrilled because for me, he's a hero. And uh, that experience led to a relationship that mm-hmm. we kind of stayed in touch throughout his life, and uh, and a, a number of beautiful moments that I had with Fred. So seeing that movie. Uh, was a reminder to me of the depth of who this man is mm-hmm. and his um, incredible way of conveying God's love for kids and even older kids, you know. And there's mm-hmm. something beautiful in that film. You can kind of pick it up. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And as a guy who knew him, a lot of times it was very emotional for me because I, I would think about Tom Hanks had this way of just kind of transforming into him. Yeah. You say, yeah, this is, my God, this is Fred. This is just who he was, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Amazing. Amazing. Monsignor, where do, you, where do you see the Catholic Faith Network kind of going in the future? Where is the board kind of taking you? We were just at uh, your uh, wonderful lunch. Lunch and congratulations, by the way. Yeah, I, I think I that was raise, fun. Raise some, some good money for you. But uh, where do you see it going in the future? Well, you know, we're sitting before a big whatever this is. What? Yeah, big Six map. Six foot map of the United <laughs> States of America, right? Right, yeah. And I mean, see the, all these pins. And, in the, it. Pin, yeah, yeah. The, and, and the goal, of course, and now we've sort of hit that goal. I mean, I got to get a college intern to put a lot of pins in this darn thing. But <laughs> the goal is to network the entire country yeah. with Catholic television programming. Mm-hmm. What's unique about us, you see, is the Catholic Faith Network is owned and operated by the Catholic Church. It's mm-hmm. owned by the Diocese of Rockville Center. Mm-hmm. It's operated, you know, by the Diocese of Rockville Center. So the message is never going to be skewered. Mm-hmm. The message is going to be the teaching of the church. Now, there are other other networks out there that are religious in nature or whatever, or Catholic in nature, and they're owned by a board of directors. So they have like a, uh, a particular position. They may even endorse a candidate. We wouldn't do that. We, sure. we're, we're actually magisterial 1,000%. So what the church teaches is what we teach. Yeah. What the USCCB, United States Conference of Bishops, teach, we teach. Um, like I said, I think there's now there's 11 prelates who have, you know, including Cardinal Dolan, who does a, uh, uh, do a weekly show with us. So the idea is to kind of create that space where the bishops can speak to their people mm-hmm. and where all of us, you know, the, the, the faithful of the church can get information about the Catholic Church directly, mm-hmm. you know, not filtered through a, a secular paper or a secular cable news network, but literally directly and find out what's going on. So that's what we kind of encourage, even among the prelates. We say, like, speak directly to your people and, and don't be afraid to talk to them mm-hmm. about what's really going on. Let them know. They want to know. And, and that's been help, helpful. And so that's why this, this network we're building across the country is for the bishops to speak. It's for people to pray. Um, you know, we go to church, but not everybody can get there every day. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity to pray with other people via this beautiful gift that we have, you know, mm-hmm. in technology. So those kinds of things, I think, getting across the country is a great gift, and, and, and north and south, of course, too. So we're concentrating on that, and there's been a tremendous amount of growth in that area. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the OTT 
advances basically puts us global, right? It makes mm-hmm. us a global station. Sure. It's about letting people know we're there. That's yeah. the next step. Mm-hmm. So more and more, you're going to see more of that, you know, and, and yeah. you'll hear more about us, I guess, as time goes on. Absolutely. And uh, your bishop, we have a bishop in common. He was in my diocese of Allentown. And oh, uh, sure. And he's here in, yeah, uh, yeah. in Rockville. So I see him. I see Bishop Barris on, on the network all the time and Cardinal yep. Dolan. So that you, so that does the faith network, it's shared kind of between Rockville Center and New York, or it, it belongs to Rockville? It belongs to Rockville Center, but we have an agreement to manage all of the communications work that Mm -hmm. goes on in the Archdiocese of New York. So Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, studios and an office at... uh, their office building, which mm-hmm. is on First Avenue in Manhattan, St. Patrick's Cathedral, we have a studio. Right. Uh, we have a theater, the Sheen Center down in uh, on Bleecker Street in mm-hmm. the Village, which is a Catholic theater. And then we also have um, a, uh, a facility in Yonkers, which is, the, they call it um, ITV, Instructional Television. Mm-hmm. We call it CFN New York. <laughs> so uh, that's where we also do some programming. Actually, that's where the cooking show lives, okay. is, in, is in Yonkers. So that's mm-hmm. where we do it. Wow. So uh, we have partnerships like that that we're building with Cleveland and with Los Angeles, too, where we'll be managing some of their media work. Mm-hmm. And it's a great thing because we all work together. We pool our resources. We save a lot of money and we save a lot of effort and spinning wheels. You know, it's a, it's a big, big help. So those partnerships are great. And, and to do the shows with them, I'm always the Ed McMahon. I don't know if you ever watch any of those shows with prelates, but sure. I'm always like the second banana. And I don't <laughs> mind. I love being the second banana to them because you learn a lot, you know. Sure. Um, Bishop Barris has a great, great way of communicating. Mm-hmm. He's interesting and insightful and mm-hmm. uh, very deep, you know. And then you have Cardinal Dolan who has an amazing gift of communication communications as well but he comes across you know jovial and and kind of bubbling over and right. you know he's eating popcorn on television and i'm smacking it out of his hands before we go on tv <laughs> like don't be eating popcorn and be chewing you know so and we have a great relationship we have a fantastic yeah. relationship the cardinal and i so it, it's a great kind of experience and i think what we do is we bring all those aspects of the church people ask me all the time is cardinal dolan really like that you know is he really like that and i say yeah he really is he's like that jovial a man and that committed that he's really a joyful man. He's, you know, he finds tremendous joy in the work that he does. You know, what I've always found interesting about uh, Bishop Barris is that he seems to to lock into some the, the unique life experience I think of people. And I remember when he first came to Long Island, he was doing some videos right outside the uh, the train station, right? And I right. think you kind of <laughs> guys kind of did it together. Yeah. Uh, the spirituality of commuter uh, of commuting. Yes, exactly right. right. I thought yes. that was very interesting. We did know? a bunch of things like that. We did another thing for Advent one time about the mall. Mm-hmm. And it's like about people being, you know, struggling and finding parking spots. And how do you do this? And you're waiting online. And what do we do? Like, you yeah. know, how do we live with all of that in the midst of Advent? Mm-hmm. So we we try to find things that people can identify with and bring faith to them. We right. just did a series uh, last summer on the 69 Mets. He's a big Met fan. I'm a big Met fan. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. We did these Mets minutes where we talked about some great aspect of the Mets. And then we connected it to faith. And then we were lucky enough to get Ed Cranepool and Archamsky, uh, two of the 69 Mets, and they came and they participated in a couple of shows we did, too, which was fun. That's great. Yeah, it was cool. How about funding, Monsignor? Do you, uh, do you guys do a lot of fundraising for the, for the network? Or? You know, I, I, generally speaking, we have three major fundraisers a year. Now, I do send out some letters asking for support, which we really need, and that's from, like, the rank and file. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a pastor going to his parishioners. That's how I look at that. Okay. And so, you know, those support uh, people in our lives are super important, and there's hundreds of thousands of them, and I'm very grateful. Mm -hmm. The actual events, we have three. We have that luncheon that you just attended. We honor a a prelate. We honor a business person or couple. I love to honor couples because I always want to talk about the sanctity of marriage and how important that is. And then we honor a, you know, celebrity 
or media person. So, uh, and that's generally how that goes every every year. So we have that. We have a golf outing where we use two golf courses. Uh, we on Long Island here we use the Creek and Mill River, which are pretty premier golf courses. So that's that's another big fundraiser for us. And then we have a telethon, mm-hmm. and I love that. That's like uh, I guess we're one of the last ones. You know, yeah. um, when Jerry Lewis went down, I was so sad because I you grew know, up with him. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. So that was like oh. But, yeah. And it's really, it's sort of fashioned after that darn telephone. Yeah. And it's that kind of fun. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we do all kinds of things. Um, we try to have a, a very high-quality broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 18 hours live and 18 hours repeated. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't go, we do uh, 12 hours and we repeat 12 hours. Then we do, you know, 14 hours and we repeat. So that's how they do it. But um, in the midst of the mayhem, it's really a wonderful program. We get about 250 guests come through here and are on TV mm-hmm. in the course of it. It raises uh, over $300,000, almost $400,000. So it's a, it's a great event, it's still a vibrant event, and it's one of the things we work on. There's a little committee around here that works all year round getting that together. You know, That's wonderful. It's fun. Well, Monsignor, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you a little bit and be a part of uh, your story here. I, I appreciate everything that you're doing, and thanks for being on our show today. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah. God bless. Thank you. You too. I want to thank Monsignor Villan for being on our show this week. For more information about all of the amazing shows on the Catholic Faith Network, there are numerous ways to view their content, but you can visit them at cfntv.org or... Just follow the link that I'll leave on our show notes. Well, that's our show this week. Many thanks to the Changing Our World podcast team and the Pottery Studios for their support of our show. If you'd like more information about our show, please visit us at advancingourchurch.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Advancing Our Church is a production of Changing Our World, a fundraising and social impact consulting firm that has been advising both nonprofits and corporations for the past 20 years. For more information, please visit us at changingourworld.com. Well, that's it for me, everybody. Have a great week. Take care, and God bless.